Hi everyone, my name is Ryan Alexander and I serve as the lead pastor at Hosanna. As we've been saying for years, we believe the Lord led you here. And we hope that what you hear today will encourage you to take a step forward in your faith journey and help you look more like Jesus. After today's message, I encourage you to download the Hosanna app for more opportunities to connect and grow. Here's today's message. Well, good morning, everyone. It is so good to be with you today. My name is Per Nielsen. I'm one of the pastors here at Hosanna. Welcome to everybody who's joining us online and at all of our campuses. We do believe that the Lord has led you here and that God has something good in store for you today. Uh, just a reminder that today we are starting our Easter Rise offering, and it will go through Wednesday, April 12th to help lift those globally and locally um, up spiritually and physically. So uh, take the opportunity to give as your heart leads you to give. Give generously for the work of the Lord as we continue to lift those up who are feeling low, who are burdened, who are weary. Um, God's grace comes to lift them up. Let's be a part of his grace doing that. Uh, it is Palm Sunday weekend, Palm Sunday weekend, and this is the weekend that in the church year where we celebrate Jesus' ride into Jerusalem, uh, where people laid down their cloaks and laid down palm branches as the King of Kings rode in on a donkey, and they praised him as the King of Kings. Uh, here at Hosanna, what we've been doing the last couple of years is that we've been providing this weekend as an opportunity just to worship, just to worship. And so from nine o'clock this morning until nine o'clock this evening, we are going to be worshiping. Uh, the first few hours of those take place in our campus environments. And then I want to make a personal invitation for you to come to the Lakeville campus following the 1045 worship service. We'll be here worshiping until nine o'clock. It's a great opportunity to bring your hurts, your fears, your questions, your celebrations before the Lord in the spirit of worship. Uh, if you have a Bible with you today, please open with me to John's Gospel in the 14th chapter in the very first verse. And today we're exploring another claim that Jesus uh, made that many Christians uh, believe to be the most controversial of all his claims. Uh, Jesus said this, I am the way and the truth and the life. Now, John 14 is a really, really remarkable piece of scripture. It occurs in something called the farewell discourse, where Jesus is conveying his last words to his disciples before he goes to the cross and is raised from the dead. And this particular time, he's conveying something in the midst of some turmoil. If you go back to John 13, what you see is that Jesus has just finished washing the feet of his disciples. And then he does this. He predicts that Judas will betray him. And he tells his disciples that he's going away. And he looks at Peter and says, you're going to deny me, Peter. You can feel the tension rise. Questions, uncertainty, turmoil. Jesus senses it too. And so he speaks these next words into that situation, into that uncertainty. On a personal level, this is one of the passages in Scripture that has been balm for my heart in the midst of great turmoil in my life. And I'm guessing it has been for some of you as well. John's Gospel, 14th chapter, verse 1 says this, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Now, in the original language of the Bible, this would be, do not get all stirred up about things. Don't be overcome by the turbulence around you. Don't let the chaos of your life overwhelm you. 
It has to do with, with the nature of what takes place out here, working its way into here. And, and I've got to tell you this. I know that as one of your pastors that many of you at our campuses and online need to hear that word today because right now, today, you have a troubled heart. Today. You're grieving. You got an unexpected diagnosis from the doctor. You had a business deal that went bad. There's been internal turmoil that has been unconfessed. You got a child that's gone off the rails and it's paining your soul. You're concerned, you're questioning your heart is in turmoil. Your soul is in turmoil. And if that's you today, I, I just want you to hear these words from the voice of Jesus. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. Now, I want you to, I want you to hear something. I want you to hear what Jesus didn't say. He didn't say, you won't have any trouble. In fact, just a little while later in John's Gospel, the 16th chapter, verse 33, he says, in this world you will have trouble. So what is, what is he talking about here? What he's talking about is that you will have trouble out there. But don't let it be trouble in here, in the depth of your soul. Don't let it be trouble in the very depth of your heart. So Jesus is now speaking to the myriad of troubles that the disciples have been experiencing that have made their way in here, into the very depth of who they are. And it's to them that he says, do not let your heart be troubled. And then he speaks faith into them. He speaks faith into them. He calls them to something higher. He continues, trust in God and trust also in me. Now the language here points to complete trust, complete reliance on God. And Jesus is saying, in other words, trust in God calms stirred up souls. Trust in God brings rest to the turbulent soul. Trust in God brings peace to the soul filled with chaos. Uh, just a few weeks ago, Pastor Jason uh, preached a great message, and in that message, he invited people to consider what it means to trust in God and to take that step of trust, and he invited us to say this prayer, and I just want to bring it before you today. Here's what it says. Lord, I believe you created all things, are in control of all things, therefore I trust you in all things. Lord, I believe you created all things, are in control of all things. Therefore, I trust you in all things. Jesus then continues by painting a picture of the heavenly kingdom that the disciples can understand. He talks about it in terms of their homes, their houses. And he's clearly saying to them that, that when you're feeling the incessant stirring of your mind and of your soul and there's chaos going on, a heavenly vision 
can help bring rest to your soul. Here's what he says. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. To which one of the disciples, Thomas, responds, No, we don't, Lord. We have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Then comes one of the most important statements and most controversial statements in the Bible. Jesus speaks and he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Church, I want you to remember something. This is Jesus according to Jesus. This is Jesus' unfiltered, unvarnished, unapologetic, boldly exclusive statement about himself. It's a statement that makes no sense at all if Jesus is just a nice guy or a great teacher or even a prophet. It only makes sense if Jesus is who he actually claims to be, one with the Father, God in the flesh, the Messiah of the world, and it's given to a group of people whose hearts are troubled, who are wondering what's taking place, and don't know the way to where Jesus is going. It's a statement that makes a connection between this world and eternity. It's a statement that answers the age-old question about truth and proposes a solution to one of the great questions of humankind, what is the meaning of life? The statement was so important to the earliest Christians that they became known as the way. Presumably, the early followers of Jesus talked about themselves as following the way because of Jesus' statement that we just read. You can see the way being mentioned as a group six times in the book of Acts, as stories of how the church moved out and people referring to them as the way. Jesus according to Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, this is a challenging statement. I mean, it stands in direct contrast to Frank Sinatra philosophy. I did it my way. And to Aerosmith's practicality. Walk this way. And it magnifies Lenny Kravitz's great question, are you going to go my way? So, so what's Jesus talking about here? When he speaks these provocative words, let's look at each phrase individually. Jesus says, I am the way. Now, way can be understood as both action and direction. Do it this way or go this way. And Jesus seems to be referring to both in this statement. But the crazy thing is, is that whether it's action or direction or both, Jesus positions himself as the outcome. Here at Hosanna, we have this mission statement that we want to be a church that looks more like Jesus. And that mission statement compels a lifestyle that is grounded in the assurance of eternal salvation given by Jesus and Jesus alone. In other words, whether you're talking about practical living or whether you're talking about eternal matters, Jesus says he is the answer. 
Now, some of you might be thinking, man, that's, that's a pretty exclusive statement. Yup, it is. There is no sugarcoating, minimizing, or blurring that statement. It is absolutely exclusive. And yet, Jesus' invitation is to all who are weary and all who are burdened and all who are struggling and to sinners and to seekers and to those who are grieving and those who are wondering and to those who are doubting to all who are stirred in the soul. My question to you is this. Do you believe Jesus is the way or don't you? Now, for some of you, um, you've just started this journey. You've chosen to come to Hosanna to explore Christianity, and we're so thankful that you're here. Um, if you're in that position, I just want you to take this question and a couple of other questions that I'm going to ask and place that question deep in your soul and wrestle with it as you explore what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way, and Jesus says, I am the truth. See, truth is at the center of who Jesus is and why Jesus came. Uh, this coming Friday, we're going to walk to the cross with Jesus. And I want to encourage you to all come and, and be a part of those Good Friday services at any of our campuses. We're going to walk with Jesus to the cross. Jesus got placed on the cross by Jewish leaders and by Roman governors. And in a conversation with one of those Roman governors, Pontius Pilate, Jesus makes this statement about truth. He says, actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. It is more than ironic than the one who claims to testify to the truth and to embody truth gets put to death with lies. But that's what lies do. The truth is, lies bring death. Death to marriages, death to careers, death to friendships. It's also true that there's a little something inside of us that dies when we lie. Self-respect, integrity, a little piece of our morality. The truth is, lies bring death. Let's consider this another way. What if Jesus isn't the embodiment of all truth? Then how can we know he's the way and the life? The truth of the matter is, truth is the hinge pin that gives credence to all of the other claims of Jesus. The question is, do you believe Jesus is the truth or don't you? Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, Jesus is the life. Probably the greatest of all human questions is what is the meaning of life? I mean, really, what is the meaning of life? Jesus, in his time on earth, spoke about the value of this physical life and the value of eternal life, and in a, and in a profound way, really challenged us to think about the value of this life in relationship to eternal life. In fact, he uses that language when he teaches us to pray. He says, on earth as it is in heaven, thy kingdom come and thy will be done. More, Jesus yearns to us to experience abundant life in this physical life. 
And he yearns that when we pass from this life to the next, that we would experience his kingdom, a kingdom of no more crying, no more tears, no more grief, no more sorrow, no more pain. The question is, do you believe Jesus is life or don't you? Jesus according to Jesus. I'm the way and the truth and the life. This is a solution to a heart filled with trouble. Because when Jesus the way and Jesus the truth and Jesus the life fills your soul, your soul ain't got room for trouble. You might have trouble out here but it's not going to make its way in here. In just a moment, we're going to continue worshiping through Psalm on this Palm Sunday and, and throughout this Holy Week as we walk to the cross on Good Friday and celebrate um, the resurrection of Jesus on Easter. Let me encourage you to just simply ponder these words. Jesus said, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Church, let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the grace that your word brings. I thank you for the challenge and the conviction of your Holy Spirit as we hear your word. And I pray, Heavenly Father, in the power of your Holy Spirit that for those who are here today, who are listening to this message, who are at any of our campuses, who are watching online, that as they, as they hear that proclamation, that boldly exclusive and yet invitational proclamation, that your Holy Spirit would stir their heart to belief, to faith. For those who are searching for a way, Lord, show them the way. For those who are caught up in lies that are creating chaos, bring to them truth. For those who are devaluing life and, and throwing life away, give them the gift of life here and now, today, abundantly and in eternity, forever with you. And as we walk the journey this week, oh God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, make your presence known and allow us to live Jesus, the way and the truth and the life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.